Hello, Courier Nation. Welcome to the Deliver on Your Business podcast, where you are the boss. Each week, we talk about how to make the most of your business as an independent contractor, as a courier delivering for gig economy apps like Grubhub, DoorDash, Postmates, Uber Eats, and so many others. Well, Happy New Year, Courier Nation. I know as I record this, we're not quite there, but we are close enough that I just want to say Happy New Year and holy cow, 2020, don't let the door hit you on the way out, you know? It is, it's it's going to be good, 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 good to say goodbye to 2020. Between the politics, the pandemonium, and, you know, oh, by the way, the pandemic, there's not a lot of people that are really sad to see this year come to an end. And, you know, it's it's a funny thing. I put on the website kind of the uh, primary picture for the uh, post related to this post is an elephant's butt. Because who knew that the real meaning of 2020 hindsight is that when you look back at the year 2020, you're just staring at the year mooning us, you know. It has been a wild ride. But you know what? We made it. And that's the thing. My friends, 2020 was tough. And for a lot of us to say it was tough is is an understatement. In fact, I've probably got no clue just how tough it has been for a lot of people. But the thing is, too, we can choose how we want to look at what this past year has been. You know, so many people were hit hard by the year that was. You know, people lost jobs. You lost loved ones sometimes. And that one's a hard one to imagine. I've I've lost a couple of friends to this this uh, pandemic, but um, you know they weren't like you know the best friends. And I haven't lost close family. I'm so thankful that you know I've been very fortunate. And uh, for some people, that's not the case. And you've had some people that you know just the the uh, old wounds of social injustice and different things that some of the events of this year just really kind of seemed to rip the band-aids off of those, you know, it has been a hell of a year and it has been a year that has been hell for a lot of people. What do we do with all that? Maybe this is an opportunity, you know, maybe 2020 was an opportunity. We can define ourselves. You know, we all go through fire at times in our lives and fire can do a couple of things. It can destroy you or it can refine you and it can make you stronger. And we can make a decision which one that's going to be. Are we going to you know, stay on the misery? We're going to just kind of focus on that. Or you know what? Maybe, maybe we give ourselves a pat on the back. We say, hey, you know what? This was one hell of a year. It was a tough year and we made it. We're survivors. And my friends, that is something to be proud of. And I want to say congratulations. Seriously, because if you told us at this time a year ago what 2020 had in store for us, I think we'd all be wondering, you know, how are we going to get through that? You know, if if you knew ahead of time what this year was going to be, I think a lot of us would say, yeah, I couldn't make it through that. And yet here we are. And yet, yes, we did make it. You know what one thing is that 2020 has told us? I think it's told us that we're stronger than we might have realized. 
try and look at this past year that way. You know, for from a delivery standpoint, from my website standpoint, you know, that this time of year is always, of course, that time that you look back and you look ahead. Looking back, I know at least from my perspective, 2020 had some good things to go with the bad. I mean, you know, especially on delivery, delivery blew up, you know. I mean, holy cow, nobody expected delivery to become what it was, where it became such it, it it really shifted from a luxury service to something that became very essential for a lot of people. And yet a lot more people get into the delivery gig economy than ever before. I, I mean, in waves. And there's probably some good to that and probably some bad to that. But the thing is, is that uh, I, I tell you what, at the end of last year, when I was doing something kind of similar to this, one of the things I was looking at, I think I wrote my website saying, you know, why I think uh, this this website could go away because I saw some of these delivery companies, I you know, just just things that made me wonder could they survive, and I really wonder if they would have survived this year if not for this pandemic, and and the thing about this is delivery has allowed a lot of us to survive. You know, this this was one area where the ability to work didn't go away like it has for a lot of people. And and that's one of the things I look at back look back at this year and I just feel like, okay, that's my primary income. And I'm so fortunate that I wasn't doing something where I was going to get laid off because my business closed down or the people that I work for closed down, different things like that. And so I see some things where I'm very thankful when I look back at it. I can't say that's true for everybody, but I do know for me that I made more for the time that I put into it. There were a lot of ways that deliveries actually got easier. I know a lot of people get frustrated by some of the stuff that go with the contact free deliveries that are happening right now. But my goodness, if uh, you compare the amount of time that it takes to do a contact free delivery and what it takes sometimes to try and track down the customer, it actually made a lot of things about the drop off easier. I think that it made it easier. I will tell you that it's an awful lot easier getting the food picked up now than it was a year ago at this time. And I think part of that is because restaurants have shifted their focus. You know, for a lot of restaurants, delivery is the only thing they do. And oh my goodness, if 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 you would have told me at this time a year ago that restaurants would be setting the food out in a way that is just easy to get to, that you didn't have to try and compete with people standing in line to order, different things like that, uh, just uh, so many restaurants got so much better organized. And then on top of that, you got more people staying home and parking became easier when it came to picking up the food. Not always easier when it came to dropping it off. That's a different story, you know, because everybody's at home. And it was easier getting around town. And I'm never going to complain about having less traffic. I know that doesn't mean everything was better, but, you know, there were things too where the delivery companies, I think they showed their true colors in, in a lot of ways. And, the bottom line is I've got so much less respect for Grubhub and DoorDash and Uber Eats and Postmates and any of the others than I ever did before the year began. And trust me, folks, 
<laughs> that's not an easy accomplishment. I, I didn't have a whole lot of respect from them, but I think there are just a lot of things that I've seen with those companies that, yeah, you know, that's, that's one of the challenges that has come with the year. But all of that said, I know that I can say, at least for myself, you know, my average delivery times are a lot shorter. In 2019, I averaged 2.32 deliveries per hour. And in 2020, it went up to 2.73. And there was a period there where I was well over three deliveries per hour. You know, it just deliveries have gone faster. And the other side of things is my profit per hour is a lot higher. You know, in fact, you know, the other day I came home and I, um, you know, finally got back out on the road here. I came home and I had made like $24 per hour. And I was disappointed at that when, you know, before I was, you know, just under 21. And, you know, so even though I'm making more per hour profit and that's profit per hour, that's after my actual car expense and everything like that, you know, I'm making more right now than I was, but I'm disappointed by it because it was even better at some points. But, you know, overall, I think my, my profit per hour is like almost 25% higher than it was last year. That's not a bad raise. If you ask me, you know, if you go from 20 to $25 per hour, that's not bad. So there, there are those things that were better. Now the flip side is I drove less than, you know, two thirds of the hours that I had put in for 2019. Um, I spent a lot of time on the bench this year. You know, I sat out several weeks early on. Uh, I wrote an article about why I'm sitting out for a little while. And then again, you know, a good share of the last part of this year, um, much of November and almost all of December, all except for, you know, just, just up to a couple days ago, I, I was sitting on the sidelines. I was in quarantine. You know, I had uh, my daughter's get the uh, COVID here, uh, living in the same house. And fortunately, I was able to avoid it. I'm not sure how that happened. I'm very thankful that happened. But at the same time, because there was that possibility, because I was exposed, I wasn't going to go out and deliver during those times. And then the last couple of weeks, it was like, okay, I'm just going to quarantine because you know what? We're going to make sure that Christmas happens around here with our family because this 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 thing for getting together for the holidays is a big deal for us. And so we had the whole family quarantining themselves so that we could do Christmas. So, yeah, I spent, you know, like I said, it was less than two-thirds of the amount of hours that I was able to deliver a year ago. And yet the bottom line is here I am. I'm healthy. I've made it through, and that's that's a miracle, I think, in its own self. And I'm very thankful. And so, you know, I don't know, you know what, I'd, I'd love to hear your story. I'd love to hear what this has been, what's been good for you. What's been bad for you. I, I know my story is not everyone's story. And, but I do know that most drivers that I talked to were actually making a lot more in the times they're out delivering because delivery is blown up. Some things have kind of settled back to where they were. And right now it feels like it's a lot slower, but the reality is, is it's still better than what it was a year ago. So some of that is perspective. Some of that is we've been used to, you know, just those real high times, you know? So it's been quite a year on the delivery side of things. I look back at 2020 where it 
applies to running the Entree Courier website and doing this podcast. And I wouldn't trade 2020 from that perspective for anything. You know, as much hell as the year itself has been, I wouldn't trade where things have gone with this website and where they've gone with this podcast. I wouldn't trade any of that at all. I have had a blast with this. I have loved getting to know people through the podcast. I have loved being able to get to know people through the interviews. I've got to talk to a lot of great people about what they're doing. And this has been as fun as I've ever had doing, I think, just about anything. It's been an amazing year. And I don't know how it happened, but somewhere along the line, then people found their way to the podcast and and especially to the website. I've had so many more visits, page views, sessions, whatever you call it on the Entree Courier website than I ever dreamed that I would ever have. And, you know, it's just been, it's been mind blowing. And I think it's because I've been able to do this website and some of the things that I could do through that, that it helped offset some of the time I ended up having to stay home, different things like that. And I've just, I'm, I'm blown away by what has happened. But here's the part that just blows me away the most. And this is the part, it floors me. You know, when I had somebody tell me just the other day, they ran across another person in another state who listens to the podcast and and kind of repeated some good things that they said. And they said that some of the things that they put into practice were inspired by some of the things that I'm talking about. And, you know, it's crazy. It is, maybe it says something about how much I expect out of myself because I get in here and I do this podcast and I try and offer advice and everything like that. But then, you know, when I get blown away that somebody actually follows it or something like that, that it's worked out for them. And it is so humbling and it is so amazing. And, and I think part of it is because I know that there's nothing that's really all that special about me. There's nothing about me that's any, you know, makes me anything more than anybody else out there. And and there are times that I have to admit that I have a hard time, you know, trying to say, this is how you ought to do delivery. This is how you ought to do things because there's, there's this thought in the back of my mind. That's always, who am I to tell you any of that? You know, and I don't want to be that guy, you know, that just has all the answers because I know in my mind, in my heart, I don't have all the answers, right? The truth is, there's nothing really special about me. There's nothing that is, and, and that's why it just blows me away sometimes when I hear things like that. But I think that's maybe the lesson that I've been learning this year and that has been just, it, it's been humbling. It's been amazing. It's been awesome. And, and, and it is this lesson that it's like, there's something that all of us have to offer. There's something that I've got to offer. There's something that you've got to offer. There is something that all of us have that can make a difference somewhere. And sometimes maybe it's just a matter of trying to find that, you know, but if you can find that area, if you can find something where, you know what, I've got something that I can help you out with. And I want to share that with you. You know, we shouldn't be so surprised then if, if sharing it actually does help somebody out, if it does make a difference, because the bottom line is every one of us has got some way that we can make a difference. And the key is, I guess, maybe finding those things, you know, finding those, those 
I, I, I think we all have certain talents, you know, some say, uh, I've heard it called like a different, you know, different intelligences. And, you know, some of us, some folks are going to be real good at math while others of us are like, uh, what, <laughs> you know what I mean? But at the same time, you know, you get that, you get somebody that maybe they don't have the math down, but boy, have they got the people skills or, you know, boy, can they put something together? You know what I mean? And we've all got that. And that's the thing that I think has just been humbling is you, you kind of learn those lessons that it's like, if you find out something that you can do that you can offer to somebody, then you're going to make a difference. And that's the thing. Maybe we kind of ask ourselves when we look at that is, you know, where can we make a difference? Where, what is the, that area that you can help somebody out in? Because I think then if you put it out, maybe, maybe we shouldn't be so surprised when we actually do make a difference somewhere. Maybe that's one of the biggest lessons for, for the last year. And maybe one of the things that I'm, I, you know, if, if taking away all the stuff that happened in 2020 meant taking away that lesson, I'm not sure I want to give that up, you know? So all that said, what's ahead? What, what's going on for 2021? And I've got to be honest, that's a scary question. I don't know. I don't know what to expect. You know, this pandemic, it is, it is so far from over. And now I don't know, there's, there's a light at the end of the tunnel. And yet, I don't know. I've, I've listened to Dave Ramsey so many times or something like that, that it's always hard for me to say that, uh, that about the light of the, uh, light at the end of the tunnel without coming to this conclusion or coming to this worry about that's, uh, is actually an oncoming train. He likes that. He kind of likes making that analogy, but you know, there are parts about it that is, it's also far from over the, this whole pandemic, because, you know, we've got the vaccine out now and we've got several vaccines out actually. And so far they look promising, but it's going to take time. It's just going to take time. You know, we're looking at, uh, we, we may be looking at uh, summer or later before things start to get back to some kind of semblance of normal. And that's if there's any semblance of normal afterwards, you know, and, and so it's going to be, it's going to be an interesting year. Uh, maybe there'll be parts of it that I don't know if they'll be easier or better than 2020. You know, it's just, uh, that's the part that's going to be interesting. You know, how well do we come back as a nation? How well does our economy come back? How, how well do we come back as a people from, from all of the division and, and all of the stuff that has been just as difficult a part of the year, you know, and, and will we come back? And that's, that's the part that it can be scary, but maybe it can be opportunity. I don't know. You know, so the, and, and the other question is what's going to happen with delivery? You know, there's, there's folks that I'm, there, there's things, folks that I'm not optimistic about the way these delivery companies do things. You know, when I look at the way that some of them are ramping up the way that they're deactivating people without telling them why, you know, and, and I think it's fear tactics. I think it's stuff trying to keep people in check. You know, we're going to scare people into thinking they're going to lose their ability to earn. And it's just, it's crap. And it's the kind of stuff that that's why I said, I've got less respect for them than I ever had before. And, you know, and I, I'm not sure I could have even less respect than I do right now for them. 
And I don't want to find out that I'm wrong. <laughs> you know what I mean? And it's just, you know, and then when you see after Prop 22 passes, then Grubhub says, okay, well, we're just not going to suggest tips anymore on most of these orders in California. It's like they don't want you to earn more money out there. And I don't get it. I don't know why they do that kind of crap. It's, you know, the only theory that I can think of is that they do it that way because they actually don't want you to earn more money because if you earn more money, then you're going to go out there and you're going to try and deliver more. You might be more likely to go out and do full time. And if you do full time, then you get in enough hours that they have to start paying you some of this extra stuff for health benefits or something like that. So maybe this is their game. I don't know. And and the thing is, is I don't trust them. And, you know, so you see all that crap and it's like, I don't trust these companies. And so where's that going to lead? I don't know. But here's the thing. When I look at some of that stuff and I see some of that pessimism creeping over me, when I look at the year ahead, as far as these delivery companies go. And that is, if you told me at the beginning of this last year, what it was going to be, I'd have been, you know, (laughs) I'd have been incredibly discouraged. But here we are, we got through it. And for a lot of us, this whole delivery gig ended up actually being better than we could have dreamed that it would be. So just because there are reasons for pessimism, it doesn't mean that everything is going to be miserable. And that's the thing. There's going to be better that goes with the worst. There's always better that goes with the worst. There's always worse that goes with the better. And I guess it's that half glass half full, glass half empty thing. I don't know, but the bottom line is, you know, there's going to be opportunities. Uh, There's new players coming into the pick into play. I think there's going to be somebody come along somewhere that's going to really upend things. And uh, I don't know who that's going to be. I don't know how it's going to happen, but I just think that the market's ripe for some things to happen, that somebody can come in that can do better and, and, you know, just throw all these guys out on their ears. And so there's going to be opportunities. And maybe all of this is leading us as individuals into opportunities that aren't even related to delivery. I don't know. There's, you know, every time that there's crap that's happening out there, there's opportunities that go with it. So anyway, as, as I talk about the year ahead and it's, I think, I don't know. I think there's a lot about 2021 that's going to be fun to watch. And the truth is there was a lot about 2020 that was kind of fun to watch. And uh, it doesn't mean that the other stuff wasn't serious or anything like that, but it's just, you know, you, you kind of, you kind of pick and choose, I guess. But the thing is, you know, here's the other thing, I guess, 2021. And I want to just talk about what's coming up ahead for the entrecourier.com website uh, for the deliver on your business podcast. Cause I am more excited than ever about the future of this site. You know, the good news about being home from delivery during the times that I was, there were several weeks that I sat at home. And so that gave me chances to put a lot more into building Entree Courier and into a lot of behind the scenes stuff about the website, being able to put out more content, being able to update a lot of things. And I don't know that I've ever been so optimistic, you know, professionally about anything like I am right now about the Entree Courier and what where this website could go. It's exciting stuff. So 
I'll fill you in, I guess, a little bit about what I'm thinking, about what I see right now with the website, with the podcast, and different things like that. I think one thing that I see right now as I look ahead is a little stronger sense of purpose and, and identity for the website and for the podcast. You know, here's here's the thing is, I think, is uh, all along since I started the podcast back in July of last year, is that, or I guess it was June of last year, but it's, you know, been a year and a half, a little more than that now. And when I put it up, you know, it's all, it's always been kind of like all one and the same type of thing, that they're both the same thing. And so I put up a podcast episode and I've got a blog post that is usually it's either, you know, on, on interviews, it's normally it's like a transcript or it is, um, if it's uh, just me talking, basically it's a blog post that's saying all the same things in most of the same words, you know? And so it's basically, it's all kind of one and the same. It all kind of merges together. And, you know, a lot of the weeks that I've been driving full time or different things like that, um, that podcast episode is the only real new content on the website. But there's something about this past month and and uh, being at home and a lot of time is spending actually pretty much isolated because of the quarantine and everything and that gave me a lot of chances to reflect a lot on the strengths of the website, of the podcast, where things are good, where they're not. And, and a lot of it has been trying to kind of figure out the roles for the website and for the podcast, because I'm starting to realize that I think they've got different purposes. You know, when I look at Entree Courier, the website, you know, the strength of that website has always been that the website's there to answer questions. You know, most of my posts that I write outside of the podcast are posts that really started out with trying to answer questions for people. Uh, you know, a lot of the titles in my my posts are questions. And that's how a lot of people are finding the website because they're asking those questions and they're searching for those questions. And maybe because I've kind of structured it that way to answer that, I'm showing up in the results. This kind of blows me away because I've never known that much about this whole search engine stuff or anything like that. But, you know, my whole point was to try and, you know, and actually, you know how it started out. It really started out with, I'm finding people are asking questions and they're asking the same questions over and over. And if I'm on forums and things like that, I'm sitting there trying to answer the questions to be helpful. And I just realized, you know what, it works a lot better for me just to write it down somewhere and then I can point people to where I wrote it. And that's, that's how Entree Courier got started. But the whole idea when I put this together was I made this decision that what I wanted to do instead of trying to be like, you know, another guy on YouTube or anything like that and just doing anything and everything delivery, what I wanted to do was focus on the business side of doing delivery. And so I, and I've really tried even in the podcast to focus on the business or something that ties into business, you know, and I think going into 2021, I want to hone in on that. I think there's a point where it kind of really, I don't know if it's trying to kind of maybe focus more on personality or some different things like that. But I think where I'm finding that Entree Courier helps people the most is when I do that, when I focus on the information, the education and the business. And so keep with, you know, the analysis of what's going on, but especially how does that impact the business of doing your delivery and all of those different things. 
You know, I, there, there were two things in my website uh, on Entree Courier that really had the most impact to really, I think, helping it take off. One was when I did the M- Courier MBA series, which is the first 31 episodes of the podcast. And I did a uh, blog post and podcast episode on mastering your business attitude. And the second one was another series, and it was the tax guide series that I put out. And if you go to entrecourier.com slash tax dash guide, it takes you right to that. And it's a series of articles about different aspects about taxes. And those are things that people are finding. And, and you know, that's the kind of stuff that I really want to focus on with Entree Courier. In September, I launched a trial course. I called it the 31-Day Courier MBA course. Kind of ties in with that, you know, the, the, the launch of the podcast that I did there. And I'd like to refine that. I'd like to put out some other courses. You know, I'm thinking that, you know, doing a course that focuses on, on part-time delivery and maybe another one that focuses on, you know, how to make this a full-time type of thing, um, refine the third courier MBA course for those that want to go into 31 courses, maybe develop a course that is all about doing delivery. And you know, what I really want to do is I want to do those courses and just put those out there and make them available. I'll just put them on the website like I did the tax guide instead of trying to sell it or something like that. Because the whole thing about Entree Couriers, I just want to provide information that helps people. So that's kind of some of my emphasis on the website for the year ahead. On the Deliver On Your Business podcast, this is where I kind of see shifting a couple of things, but it's really, it's kind of more like merging some other things together. You know, I started kind of realizing, I think, as I looked at everything that it's like, okay, the podcast is sort of a different direction than the website. You know, most of my topics, I think they got more into life of delivery. I did a lot still on business, but it was more kind of like how business applies to life and delivery. Something, you know, you, you know what I'm saying? It didn't quite line up as easily with this. This is how you do your taxes. This is how you figure out, you know, the business side of things or something like that. And that's the part that started kind of making him think, you know, okay, where am I going with this? And sometimes my episodes kind of fit into the theme of the website, sometimes not so much. And I've kind of struggled with that. I've wondered, what do I do with that? But the thing that I'm noticing is too, you know, the reality is um, I've got about the same number of people listening to the podcast as we're listening about a year ago. You know, it's, it's not really growing. It's not really shrinking either. And, and you know, that, that last part is, is encouraging And to be honest, though, I have not put any emphasis, hardly any emphasis at all into trying to actually grow the podcast. So, you know, that's a thing. And maybe that's one thing I should be doing is asking myself why that is. I'm not sure if I want to get into that kind of self-examination right now. But, you know, I wondered, you know, should I put this thing to rest if it's not really growing, if it's not really meeting the purpose of the website? You know, where's the point that I've got to say okay, it's time to move on. But you know, the thing is, is I'm realizing that this podcast is fitting into probably something else that I do want to develop that I do want to put a little more into in the year to come. Cause you know, the crazy thing is as soon as I started asking myself, 
is it time to retire, deliver on your business, or at least put it on hold for a year or whatever? And as soon as I did that, I started getting this feedback from some people about, hey, I, I heard this on your podcast, or I've been doing this and this and this, and this has all been really positive stuff. And it's just, you know, it's blown me away. But the thing that I'm discovering is, that, you know, while the audience isn't growing, it's it's been steady. And I've always wanted to have, you know, start doing some things that have to do more with building a community within the podcast, within the website or whatever. And the whole thing, it's, it's all kind of coming together and realizing that the podcast and the, uh, this whole idea of community are fitting together. And, and I'm starting to kind of maybe see this divergence between Entree Courier and the podcast in that Entree Courier is information. Deliver on your business is community. And so they're kind of two different things that I don't think I had ever really noticed before. And yet the two fit together. I think the two belong together. And that's part of what I'm doing is kind of realizing, okay, where do I go with that? What do I do with that? Some of you may have received my newsletter when I was putting it out every week. I don't know. Do you remember the newsletter? Every week I was putting out a newsletter and, and I was trying really hard to kind of create content or create things for the newsletter that were specific for the newsletter. And I've reached a point though, it was just impossible for me to stay on top of that. You know, it was at a, I think it was at a time that I was putting out a lot of information and I just realized that boy, I'm, I'm doing three different things here. I'm doing website and it's got its information. I'm doing the podcast and it's got its stuff. And that's taking a fair bit of time. And I'm trying to do this newsletter on as well. And it was really trying to go three different directions and it got to be too much. And that's why I find, you know, kind of the, uh, the, the newsletter faded away for a bit. But I think what I'm figuring out in all of this is I'm kind of examining all of this is I'm starting to understand, you know what, my newsletter and the podcast actually kind of fit together. They're, they're the community side. And, and then you've got the informational side with the website. And I think when I start to understand that, that gives me an idea where I'm going with the podcast and, but I don't know if I've been as focused before on that. So here's where this is leading with the podcast and I'll start with this. You know, I've noticed a lot of podcasts, they are done in seasons, you know, and that makes sense. They'll do a season and then kind of take a break because sometimes you need to take a break. And I haven't done that yet. You know, I started this year and a half ago and I've been putting stuff out. I'm kind of proud of myself for getting something out about every week. And a couple times I'm a couple days late, but I felt pretty good about that part of things, but it has been a year and a half season. And so here we are at the end of the year. So it makes sense to make this a season finale, you know? And as soon as I say that, I think that sucks because you're, you're talking to, you're, you're listening to a guy who, who loves finding something and, and then you binge watch it. And uh, you watch through a series like The Mandalorian, you know, the, the season, the season finale comes up and it's like, oh crap, now I got to wait. Now I don't have a new episode to look forward to for a while. And that sucks. But 
I, you know, I think there's a point sometimes where you just got to kind of take a, a, a couple weeks off, a few weeks off, you kind of gather yourself. And, and so that's kind of what's going to be happening here. So this is like uh, the, uh, the season, the season finale, not series. I want to make sure I don't get that mixed up. Um, or is that, yeah, the season finale, but it's not going to be like six months, nine months a year or anything like that. You know, what I want to do is just kind of take a little bit of break through January or so. And here's what I'm going to do with that is I'm trying to put some things into place where I can revive the newsletter, but tie it in more with the podcast, make those two things work together. So for January, I'm going to be working on just kind of building a foundation, building the format for it and building some of the other things that I want to try and build for the site as well. And part of that is trying to kind of find a way to create a community. Uh, some folks do some things through a Facebook group, and I've just got to decide if that's a good way to go. Something where there can be a little more interaction, but something that can be done in a way that it just doesn't become toxic, like I see in so many things like that. You know what I mean? But then with the launch of season two, then, you know, I'm going to expect around the first of February or so. We can premiere the pod podcast episode for season two. We can premiere those episodes to the community first. Give them the first shot, you know, and then we can go public with the episodes then a day or two later. And, but ultimately I want to create something that's more interactive. I want to do something more than just me talking or getting a couple of people talking. I'd love to be able to get people together and, and do, let's say live interviews with a group, do some things like that, you know, where there's more of a community that we can learn together and grow together and, and share stuff more back and forth than just some guy talking at you, you know, maybe, maybe build something like the independent delivery professionals association, something like that. Those are some of the thoughts that are going through my mind. Now, if you've got ideas, some things that might fit in real well as a community, I'd love to hear ideas, thoughts, suggestions, email me, ron at entrecourier.com. Leave a comment on the post at entrecourier.com slash 104, which is the post that goes with this episode here. You know, whatever, anything like that. I would love to get suggestions and ideas. Bottom line, my friends, 2021 is going to be awesome, even if it sucks. We don't know what's going to happen. We know there's some stuff that could really go south, but I think there are going to be some wonderful opportunities as well. And here's the deal. Hopefully, maybe we've learned this from 2020. We've been through hell. But we made it through. And there are opportunities coming through that. There are areas where I think it's helped us grow. I think it's helped us to do some things. Let's grasp those opportunities. And as, as we look at 2021, let's look for the opportunities, not for the stuff that worries us, you know? I'm excited about what the year ahead means. I'm excited about the opportunity to get to know you all, you know, so much better. I, I have loved some of the stuff in the last few months, getting to know a lot of different people. And I am so excited about being able to do that much more. I'm excited about building a community. I look forward to what Courier Nation can really become. And here's the thing I really look forward to. I look forward to more and more and more and more of you understanding that when they made you an independent contractor, they gave you the right. They actually put you in a position where they said, you're running a business 
And I'm looking forward to people saying, you know what? You're right. I am running a business and now I'm going to become the boss. And that's what I really hope that you do through the website, through this podcast, through anything, through the community, is that more and more you become the boss.